1991 for the 25th of September 2008. Hey James, how are you doing? I'm not so bad, Ian. How's it going? It's been a bit of a, a lengthy break between Podcast 90 and Podcast 91 here it's on the couch. Been a completely crazy time, mm. but we've uh, both been very busy at IBC, which is the uh, International Broadcast Conference in Amsterdam. And it's kind yeah. of the kind of the big show, isn't it? Where yeah. I heard a rumour that it wasn't being going to be there again, or the the license was up for renewal too. Actually, yeah, but yeah, big show, massive, lots of sort of people there. Um, lots of technology, lots of businesses, we, lots, of, uh, yeah. lots of everything. We were planning to do a, a recording there, but uh, it was <laughs> too busy. got too busy. So busy, crazy. Mad back stuff. on the couch in London, and I came away alive. Normally, these big exhibitions, you get you, know, you meet so many people and kiss so many babies that you come away <laughs> with some sickness or something. But uh, I, was, I was diligent. Only drank strong alcohol water. <laughs> and uh, wash my hands frequently <laughs> so. in order to uh, ward off those germs. Indeed, indeed. So uh, maybe we should do a bit of a, a bit of a overview about what we discovered at IBC. Did you get a chance to uh, have much of a look? I around? discovered a darkened room with <laughs> with demonstrations in it. But in my mind, the buzz was about 3D TV. That seemed to be actually. The, I think you're absolutely right. That's definitely uh, where I found the. Uh, there were so many 3D demos. It was almost like. Uh, Uncanny. It was like you know, there was all these kind of three D movies yeah, and things yeah. back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and it's all kind of come back, but well, on television. In my mind, three D is like cheesy special effects. Where I remember seeing Jaws three D. Yeah, and you've got to wear the glasses, and yeah. some of the technologies you do have to wear glasses. Some don't, but you know, yeah. they're always chucking things out of the screen and yeah. all these kinds of things. It's just done for effect. But there was apparently a big showcase presentation of HD and a video conference live from the US and. Yeah, uh, did you get to stuff. see that? I know. I didn't see the three D transmission, mm. and it's only yeah. had a fish tank three D television. Kind oh, of cool! Thing. I saw the Philips one, which uh-huh. which is uh, which is I think is the best one. But in that's the lenticular lens one, isn't it? Where you have to stand in the special spots. You do have to stand in a fairly good spot, but you don't need glasses to watch. Yes, it. Yes, yeah. And they had uh, uh, they had uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, a promo for that mm-hmm. movie, yeah. running in three D on the TVs, which looked. Yeah, I heard it was really stunning, and the, the, some of they had some of the producing stuff because it's not just about the sort of camera angle; it's also the producing yeah. and special yeah. effects. And they're saying that the editing is quite a challenge. We can imagine because you've got these you've, you're frequently editing two images mm. at or two videos. Well, you want more at the some same of the time. subjects. You have to make sure they're in the right place because if you do a jump yeah. cut, apparently, and someone the main subject, if normally if you're walking towards me, mm-hmm. and then you do an extreme close up, suddenly you're you were. Like in the far distance, suddenly bang, you're there. Yeah. Apparently, that really messes the brain up because we're not used to seeing when we see 3D. Actually, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We're not used to seeing things suddenly appear yeah, closer. Yeah. And it can, you know, make people barf. Apparently, <laughs> so you have to be quite careful when you're editing it. Uh-huh. But that's, uh, it's, that's interesting. I mean, I was actually thinking about the technical aspects of editing mm. two simultaneous videos. Yeah, I think it's not that trivial. I mean, if you're applying effects, you're going to have to apply effects. Yeah, on but that's things. just a you know, computer thingy, isn't okay, it? Right. <laughs> so you've been, I mean, you have to have the camera with the two lenses, like an eye, yeah. eyeballs width yeah. apart or something. That's the main... Uh, but your, your real point is the fact that uh, actually making the 3D part of it work is... Yeah, and you have to, couch. in the computer domain, once you've got the two images, you have to work out how to move mm. things. So you're, you're editing, you can basically almost look at it you know, from yeah. a computer's perspective and look at the, the focal point, because cameras mm. these days can do, you can do smile detection, you can work out who's the main subject here oh, and right. you can see if the Z depth is changing rapidly and if it is it's likely to make your audience puke which isn't, <laughs> <laughs> which, isn't which is not a good thing no which isn't you know it's not keeping them entertained um, so I think that's 3D the, what that's else that's very interesting I think um, uh, 
what else was there? I, I think th- there were two things I took. One is one is lots of 3D and uh, and we have to remember that 3D is a real thing and there's about a there's about an hour of 3D television every week in Japan. Really? So it's you know they're a good kind of measure of where the major studios starts. in the US now are just shooting everything in 3D. Some directors, yep. I think James Cameron, I heard, is just doing everything in 3D. Yep. Uh, all the uh, all the uh, Pixar and what's the other one called? Uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks are all doing all their movies from next year all in 3D. But that's just yeah. They're really expecting, in fact, that Shrek Four, which is coming out in a couple yeah. of years' time, eighty percent of people will, will actually see that in 3D. So it's and like, we'll all look like Joe 90 in the audience with the black glasses <laughs> on. I mean, that's the thing, because a lot of these, you do have to wear the polarised glasses. Yeah. Um, but apparently yeah, they're getting uh, trendy designers, Oakleys and others will be coming out with multi-purpose specs. So there'll be sunglasses and, and you 3D, walk in, so you can look like a dude yeah. in the cinema <laughs> rather than a dude well, not is, dork. You know, important. Um, uh, and uh, I think the other aspect that, um, that I found from the show, which is a lot more boring, but a lot more, um, I guess... Uh, interesting in terms of how the technology is changing and that a lot of companies are offering workflow for HD. Right. Uh, but in native HD, so three gigabits per second. Wow. Uh, lossless, workflow, fully lossless. lossless workflow, yeah. Which is interesting because uh, previously it had been kind of HD with some sort of munge compressed format mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. then gets unmunged. Like non-linear and, and yeah. yeah it doesn't so it list almost, doesn't it? And then it just yeah. does it on the real content offline. So we're now seeing complete workflows in pure HD. So it's a bit, uh, I, I see this as sort of a, kind of a throwback to back in the days when CDs were first produced. Uh, originally they used to tell you about CDs, which part of the process was analog, which part of the process was digital. So you'd have DDD discs yes, or AED yeah, yeah, yeah. discs. Where was you were such a music buff looking at the back. <laughs> oh, it's not triple D. <laughs> but like now we're looking at uh, workflow for HD being completely native HD, yeah, yeah. Uh, uncompressed all the way through. So we should see better quality HD yeah. results from this. I, I did think. notice as an Apple fanboy, Apple uh-huh. weren't there. They weren't there. No, I think maybe they, were there, they weren't there as, as an entity, but I think they mm. had obviously lots of resellers. Maybe they just figured, well... Mm. We've won the final cup versus that, you know, <laughs> it's avid thing. So, you know, wow. we don't need to be there. All. I, I, did, I did have a quick look because I would have broken the shackles and got off to see what's out there, but <laughs> I didn't. So, um, yeah, I, it seemed like a broadcast was still alive. I didn't see any kind of... Oh, yeah. There was no oh, broadcast is dead. No, 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 not at uh, all. Uh, in fact, very much, very much alive. And, and still we're seeing the fact that the broadcaster as the content aggregator is an important part of that whole process. And there's, there's more options. Like in the UK, we're looking at FreeSat, FreeView. Mm. Uh, we've still got Analog at the moment. We've got Sky. There's, you know, Mobile, cable. PSP versions. It's, you know, yep. But still, everywhere. each of these services has some sort of content aggregator, a broadcaster, if you yeah. like, in the middle of that process. So it's still, uh, it's still a very important part of the Indeedy. infrastructure. So, uh, interesting. Um, so if we uh, have a look at what else is happening in the world. Yeah, and obviously our normal... Fair is that was I guess IBC that was the business tick, uh-huh. and then we've got technology news, content delivery news, uh, some gaming stuff, a little bit of that, um, mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've now both got iPhones, woohoo! So we can <laughs> talk about that, moan about them, and then other kind of stuff as well. Um, so in the business or technology news, um, I thought this was quite a cool story. Um, mm. On picked up from one of the sort of satellite news feeds I get mm-hmm. about GOI. Um, which is, I guess it's a privately funded imaging satellite, mm-hmm. effectively, in a company called GOI, and they've whacked up their first satellite, um, which launched successfully. 
and they're now nice doing one. sort of in-orbit testing on it, and that is going to be offering uh, images on the ground of a resolution of um, 41 centimetres, which... That's amazing. And they'll be commercially available. I guess it's not like... I mean, wow. there's always... I don't know. I mean, can the, can the US really read a guy's newspaper over his shoulder? <laughs> Almost. Um, that sort of resolution. You could probably read the masthead with a 0.41 metre. Yeah. I guess. Um, you know what newspaper it was. Yeah. Um, but this is obviously commercially available, so... Does it cover the whole planet? Like, how do they... Well, they do swathes of... Because um, you know, they do passes, because it's geostationary. It, it can't be geostationary, actually. No, it must, must be, be um, yeah. must be whatever the other one is. They're floating around, <laughs> orbiting. Um, so it does a side uh, 9.44 miles or 15.2 kilometre wide swath. Wow. So basically, it does passes. Um, That's cool. And it's obviously latest technology, so it can do... I mean, it's got, it can process 700 million pixels a second. Not bad. Uh, in various different resolutions um mm-hmm. but it's basically two times better than um, existing commercial satellites wow um but I even the stuff on google earth at the moment is pretty yeah. good but that's not that's nothing like this no and microsoft live i mean that's yeah i don't know it obviously it'll take a while to actually map the earth but this is goi one i guess they're going to launch more goi things um but they, they apparently they have to uh although it can do 41 centimeters they have to sort of Blur it a bit to half a meter. Oh, really? <laughs> to, which is bizarre because is that, the US government, time, US government says oh, it's far too accurate. <laughs> um, but you know what? Nine centimeters. Come on. I mean, what's the difference? I know. At that point, it's all over. You can pretty much t- you can you could work out who's where and what's happening. And oh, well, you, I don't think you. I mean, I guess we're looking into the future. Eventually, you'll be able to live image anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Like you'll be able to sit there with your iPhone, know where you are, and then see a picture of you. Well, I mean, there's the classic one. I think. It, I oh, my friend is some guy, You know, if I'm paying a thousand pounds for a phone, I, I want to tell me where I am on the map now. I want to see me looking at myself <laughs> yeah, on the map. Right. That's me. Looking away from me. <laughs> this is me. Hello. Uh, I think we were talking about that about the um, the land mapping in the UK. How mm-hmm. the land, you can buy land maps in the UK. But it's like a thousand pounds to buy software maps oh, of right. the whole of the UK. Wow. But it's like that's mega. Um, well, well, so I did read this morning that uh, some little village, I think it was in Russia, I could be wrong, uh, worked out when the Google satellite was floating over. Uh-huh. And uh, after some, I think, uh, no, I've got this all wrong, but I think it was some sort of football match or something, and they all had yellow cloaks as right. part of this football yeah, match yeah, thing. Yeah. And they all went outside and held up the cloaks in, the, in a massive smiley face. So they're somewhere. Oh, okay. and well, there's all it. sorts of, I think it's urban legend, right. a lot of these things. I mean, I've heard people doing it for the Google vans when they drive by. Mm. Um, to try and get various messages or whatever. <laughs> advertising, but, yeah. Well, there we go. Um, other stuff I saw, which is quite interesting, um, I don't know if it's content delivery or technology, but it's a good sort of segue, I suppose, mm-hmm. is Sony have now started to introduce uh, Ethernet-connected TVs, basically, mm-hmm. the Bravia range. More in Japan, but I think they are now available in US and Europe as well. And they've actually given out an SDK for television so you can create so you can actually put applications well i mean we've got a picture here i guess it'll maybe be in the show notes but you can and we've talked about this before you know why are you going to buy a 40 inch display then shrink the screen down to 20 (laughs) so you can put widgets and adverts around the outside um i find that a little odd myself um basically other people can develop widgets which will just be i guess some kind of html or something okay i did have a little bit of a click through but it seems that um you, you the SDK is in Japanese <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> at the moment, but you have 1.3 megabytes of memory to put small games, weather, news, whatever. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, uh, well, they're holding a competition to try and get people to write applications. Yes. 
and you could win a TV, a laptop, I a Blu-ray player, or a camera. The example on there is a uh, a clock. No, I don't think F one's going to win. Still, that's cool. I mean, it, the show's snooze. TV is no no longer a dumb display. They're trying to no, absolutely not ever. And also, it's interesting that Sony uh, Sony of of all people have uh, opened up an API to uh, hack their televisions. <laughs> Very unusual. To watch other stuff. That's the scary part. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, content delivery, you've got a yeah, thing here about, this is, this you know, is interesting. Uh, HD DVD's dead, so everyone's now looking at the uptake of Blu-ray, right? Yeah, and we, we thought that when uh, when HD DVD died, Blu-ray would just go, just take off and everyone would yeah. buy players. But uh, it turns out that the, the shift from DVD to Blu-ray is a lot slower than... Uh, what happened between VHS and DVD. And when DVDs came out, uh, and to be fair, the DVDs had a bit of a, I don't know, the path was cleared a bit by the fact mm. that everyone was used to this content format called CDs, and DVDs yeah. are basically the same, but for video. Uh, and the quality difference between, especially in the US, between uh, their video and DVD was markedly better. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, that uh, everyone went out and bought a DVD player. Uh, but the shift to Blu-ray has been significantly slower, it seems. Well, I, mean, I think well, I've certainly thought about it before. Is mm-hmm. the content's not there because the yep. factories that make the Blu-ray discs had all sort of either hedged their bets and or not bought the equipment. Mm-hmm. So physically, I believe it's just people can't make the Blu-ray titles fast yeah. enough, uh, yeah. and also the players aren't there. So I mean, although they both effectively launched, I mean, Blu-ray's been going. It must be two years now, mm. like that. But it hasn't actually been really going going for more yeah. than nine months because yeah. people are sat on the fence um i guess uh, i mean one of the things they're doing is to re- introduce cheaper players so i think there's one down to 200 dollars now and uh they reckon that christmas 2008 is going to be a great year well, for the hd format everyone's going to go well, out of course because that's the first year that the choice has been Actually, out, really. yeah, I mean, last so year kel surprise no yeah. one's going to get that one wrong are they no. all will be sold this year than ever before mm. i think so <laughs> good interesting um now there's been, a, I guess, Juiced, one of the things came up here is Juiced has um, gone for a browser-embedded player, mm-hmm. one of the changes recently. Um, they used to have a standalone player. Uh, and, I mean, Juiced was launched by these, the Skype founders and stuff. Yep. Builders, you know, yep. TV's dead, hype, long yep. live that. But yep. they ended up, you know, once you get the, the ironing board championship channel and all the sort of dubious content (laughs) and i Um, did have a look at it a few weeks ago and the content was not exactly compelling let's say yes i mean i think we've all had a had a go at it but it's not really it doesn't bring you back every time but hulu's really kind of trying to uh add in some of the features which juiced has had and i guess they've got um rating features on juiced got here juiced hot laugh out loud puke wow wtf (laughs) That's wow. Uh, I don't really know. WTF? I think we can guess, listeners, mm-hmm. can't we, what that means? Um, but especially, so Hulu's done something like that, so I guess it's more mm. kind of interaction, the content. And, and I did actually have a look at Hulu this mm. morning, and uh, whilst you can only view the content in the US, right? the content is actually amazing. Like the Series 3 of Heroes is available to watch right now. Wow. Which is fantastic, so... I'm going to be in the US next week, so I'm going to check that out for sure. Sit in my hotel room and watch Hulu. packet sniffing, <laughs> so to speak. One of the healthy activities in a, yeah, a hotel room. <laughs> nice one. Um, so that's, I mean, clearly this, it, there is a, a better market in the US, and we looked at, there was some other, um, I sent you a link yesterday or the day before about the new um, Michael Moore film, was it? Oh, this yeah. This is yeah. available, you know, free yeah. download. Uh, apparently mm. the, the Micropole or something, some website which does movies. Right. 
and it's a UK-based company, but it says, like, here it is. You can download the full movie in high really? definition. Fantastic. Very small star, only in the US. Uh, so you'll have to get that. We'll one. be doing lots of downloading in the US. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess even I got a, my, um, what was it, Radiohead or um, one of the ones doing free music. They'd uh, sent me an email this morning mm-hmm. about um, how their, their, their new release, I'll just pull it up on the old the phone here what it is um radiohead yeah they, they're releasing their new album or new song i suppose in live individual music mixes you probably yeah, right. being a musical guy you'll remember this so you can actually so they'll the be they'll be tracks. downloading the four different stems oh right does that cool. mean something to you yeah, yeah. yeah so you can download the stems and you can remix it mm-hmm. um, cool i'm gonna have to do that that'd be fun play it in a club in your room you can remix it <laughs> that's great um there's uh there's a band in uh, a canadian band called bare naked ladies yeah, uh, that's done a similar sort of thing where you can download the different parts of the song and, and remix it yourself. Yeah. Good for you budding producers out there. <laughs> um, now, form. Mm, tell us, it's P-H-O-R-M. What is form? Form uh, is, a, I mean, I've heard about this anecdotally, so I thought I'd find out a bit more, but it seems to be a an ad targeting system which is based on beha- individual behavioural profiling. Oh, right. and, it, and what it does is if you're your ISP you can sign up to form and it oh, can I see. So it and the ISP can put and, adverts right. on right. your based on what you surf around elsewhere yeah so it knows where you're going and it can basically um, enable the ISP to make money basically um, I mean that could be really helpful and, as in show me stuff I'm interested in or really embarrassing depending on what's yeah, the website but they, they don't apparently it's not just about this but they also try and do kind of uh, filtering and they say it's all you know, they don't actually know where you visited or what you did mm-hmm. but um, it's it, it's just a bit controversial because they're saying you're gathering data on people without their consent mm-hmm. um, but I mean we're probably as guilty as anyone else who reads all the EULAs if you read you'd waste your life reading EULAs you either exactly. want the service or you don't exactly um, mm. so Form is, and it's in use by quite a few ISPs in the UK. Oh, really? Um, and, I mean, I've heard some people say that you can actually, based on people's browsing profiles, you can work out who they are within a matter of minutes because when wow. people go online, mm-hmm. you people tend to look at the same sites and do the same things. We right. all have a bit of a routine. Right, yeah, that's true, actually. It I is. It's like my, you know, go to yeah, wherever you are. So, yeah. you know, you whether that's a unique fingerprint or oh, not. Yeah, interesting. But you could be, you know, the black helicopters. <laughs> they could be there Ooh, what's that coming from um, yeah so I don't know whether we should be worried about that or not I think I mean general getting adverts which are relevant I think is a good thing but when they become intrusive that's bad and yeah. maybe there's a fine line between intrusive and relevant yeah. and that's yeah, an individual yep. thing yep interesting and uh, I was having a play with uh, some iPhone apps the other day and mm-hmm. came across last.fm right uh, which is meant to be a kind of customised radio station mm. Uh, and I couldn't actually get it working on the iPhone. It flatly refused to do anything useful. Uh, so I looked it up on, on my laptop, and yep. it's actually quite cool. You kind of put the put in the you have to register of, or not? Yeah, you have, to, you have to log in and put... Profile yourself. <laughs> yeah, basically. And you have to say the sort of bands that you like, mm. and then it starts playing stuff from those bands, and then it says, well, this is kind of similar to that band, and then right. starts playing some of that. And, uh, and you say which ones you like and which ones you don't like. And presumably it modifies what it's going to play to you in a kind of radio station format by based on... Can you see a playlist of what's coming? Uh, you can see a playlist of what's, what you've had. what's happened. And you can buy them, presumably. And you can buy them, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds great. Like, uh-huh. the quality's good. And it's like, 
why would I need to carry all my music around with me when I can just and, have it? And you listen to, to that? Does your iPhone 3G work well for streaming music? Uh, my iPhone works very badly for Last FM. It refused to do anything <laughs> useful at all. But uh, I presume on Wi-Fi it would work okay. But uh, yeah, is, it, is it feasible that O2 yeah. might be doing um, packet sniffing and killing streaming media Quite services? Probably. <laughs> Quite <laughs> likely, in fact, yes. Uh, but what a great service. So if you like the song, you can buy it. If yeah. you don't, you just keep listening to I think stuff. the other one, was it Pandora doing a similar thing? Yeah, Pandora was doing a similar mm. thing. Um, I haven't tried Pandora, um, but uh, I presume it's a similar sort of idea. Yeah. And I had a similar app, um, all radio or something. Which is, but that's just internet radio, uh, visual radio, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, an aggregation site for all the available formats. Nice. Yeah, and I think the BBC iPlayer started doing radio up as well, available for iPhones too. Yeah, all happening there. Um, so you you're up for last FMI? Yeah, I thought it's it was got your good. vote. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to a bit more of that. Yeah, great, very good. Um, gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is I know you've seen the guys from Hillcrest, uh, and I, I did actually see they had some stuff at IBC as well. I did manage to get out and have a look at that. They're suing Nintendo for the Wiimote for the gesture based pointing. Yeah, which I think is really interesting. Hillcrest. Uh, and what again, apps? it's... Uh, they had this donut-shaped thing. Yeah, but they've got other pointing devices as well, mm. and they actually did the technology that's in uh, Logitech. Uh, I think it's called the MX Air. It's a mouse that if you pick it up, you can wave it around. Look mad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they did the technology for that. And they're suing Nintendo, saying, well, that Wiimote's pretty much what we built in the first place. Well, they claim to have, you know, obviously lots of patents about anti-wobble. They clearly don't have the anti-wobble in the Wii one. There's <laughs> <laughs> plenty of wobble in my Wii, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, so they, they're suing them. Interesting, obviously, Nintendo says, no, 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 we fully, you know, respect this. But I, I'd imagine Hillcrest, in my mind, they haven't sold a lot of stuff. So essentially, they're no. sitting on a bag of intellectual property. Yeah, I mean, why did so, they see them like two years ago? Uh, you know, well, you've got to wait till there's a sizable amount of stuff out there. Yeah, to make um, them I mean, basically, you just get the I think it's ST that makes the accelerometers. You just go mm. after anyone who's buying their, their stuff. <laughs> so you just recruit the sales guy from ST accelerometers division and, <laughs> right, go, let's, let's and say, okay, lawyers, off you go. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see. Uh, also, I think um, I'd like to talk about in the gaming section. Mm-hmm. This. Um, Pandora device as well, which is a kind of open source gaming platform. I think we've oh, got yeah. down here, um, openpandora.org, which is a, it's, it's kind of, I've spoken to a few of uh, my colleagues and they're saying it's kind of like a Nintendo DS, right. but better, right. faster processor, um, keep full keyboard right. controls, ni- really nice screen. Uh, I'm not, it sounds like, you know, the dream developer machine. Mm, so it runs embedded Linux, nice, the fastest processor available in any handheld gaming platform today. But, Fantastic. and this is the stinger, they're only making 2,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it's one of these, you know, cult of open Pandora. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, taking pre-orders from right. the end of September, I think it is. So get your name down. Um, that sounds cool, though. It, it does sound cool, but it's also, I've seen, I remember this Bug Labs thing that was around. Mm, at, that's uh, right. uh, they still haven't delivered on those. Uh, yeah. And it's a fantastic idea. It's, you know, software, software, software. But doing the hardware is actually quite it is difficult. difficult. Yeah. And yeah. especially doing a limited production run of 2000, I'm not sure well, who's going to do that. Yeah, trying to get anyone I mean, interested in running, doing a run of only exactly. And they're only like £199. They're not expensive. Mm, that's not too bad, actually. So, but then this is one of those things. The reason why... 
Uh, they want to get the price down so people get in on it. But if there's only 2,000, yeah. then how can they get the price down? It's one of these circular It problems. is. It's a pro- and also the quality. And I'm sure there'll be production engineering issues. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, when it breaks, who do you take it to? But there's a lot of hype. And I think that's the trouble. Your open source, you know, mm. sandal wearing, short, sort of <laughs> unshaven, unwashed kind of person. Sorry to anyone else who's passionate about Linux. But I'm just generalizing. Um, you know, they're not typically going to have piles of cash and want to do something mm. if it was... Mm. So it, I don't quite understand. Maybe it's run by enthusiasts and maybe there's lots of advertising on it. It could be a bizarre business model or maybe it's just suckering people for their money. Maybe. They maybe. did produce a little cardboard cutout. One of them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you need. Cardboard, you know, cardboard is the new hardware. Um, well, I, do, I do think it is great that, uh, like, especially with magazines like Make, people are technicians, I guess, engineers are getting more into building their own things mm. and creating things just for the fun of doing it. I must it. do that. Actually. You can get lots of Make podcasts, video podcasts mm. on the iPhone, so you can yeah, they're really the, cool. how to make stuff. I haven't done that yet. Funky things. Completely useless, but things fun to you make. didn't know you need. <laughs> exactly. I should do one for my Mac fish tank. <laughs> you should. Um, so, mobile stuff. It's quite a yeah. heavy news in the old mobile world. Yeah, which is um, a change. And the big news is Android's phone it's the uh, it's the skids um, yeah so google cheap 199 bucks or, wow, or, really. or a free on contract i think um it's not bad have you seen any renders of it it looks a bit i've seen a few pictures of it so this is google's uh operating system and infrastructure i guess for a mobile phone well yeah right? it's got all the google buttons on this i mean it maybe right. i think there's a search button which goes straight to google which is kind of <laughs> one of these Ooh, that can be a bit so it's monopolistic. got uh, it's got a touch screen and a keyboard yeah so the keyboard sort of slides out and it's a mm-hmm. bit slightly bent up I think so it's slightly wraparound facey kind of thing okay um, cool. uh, and uh, there's a rumour that Google are going to have a, an application store as well like yes like the yeah, iPhone. with Pac-Man and stuff but an open source one so it will be free so that's the uh, cool but again with any of these platforms just like uh, in, in a similar way to uh, the, the Sony Bravia TVs you kind of need you need a platform you need a certain number to make it worthwhile doing indeed uh, you know if, are they planning on selling very many? Or is it just a kind of test? Are they? Um, well, it's the first manufacturer to come out with them. So it's HTC, which I think is they, are they Chinese HTC. I think so. Yeah. Um, um, but I, okay, so they're, they're going to supply this to other manufacturers as yeah, well. Yeah, it's an open, the that's the whole idea, right. isn't it? It's an open, so it's it'll, $179 with a two year contract. Uh, and they predict they'll sell 200,000 to 400,000 units this year. Not bad. And it's actually only available on the 22nd of October, so it's going to must have been a pre, okay. you know, in Gadget gets their hands on it, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, it did look a bit clunky. It's clearly not got the sort of sex factor that an iPhone no. has. Um, so we'll wait and see, I suppose. Um, mm. It's certainly got all the bits in it. Whether it's got, you know, battery life and all this kind of stuff, we'll see. Oh, it'll gradually improve over time, I'm sure. Uh, so moving on to, uh, we were talking a few episodes ago about Nokia's music service that you get when you buy a Nokia Is that Oki or something or comes with music or something? Comes with music, yeah. And this is, uh, Sony Ericsson have uh, popped their hand up and said, yep, yep, we do that too. So they've got their own service as well now uh, for Sony Ericsson phones. I mean, they've, had, I mean, they've, they've re-released the Walkman brand, haven't they, in the phone area. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure how, where they're going to go with that, but... Um, well, they've got a few key brands. One is Cybershot and the other is Walkman. And they've been actually calling some of their phones Cybershot phones to kind of mm. signify the fact that uh, they're really good uh, cameras. Right. I guess the emphasis here it, is on the fact that it's a really good everything music player. <laughs> but I think the problem here, again, is you have to pay to download the stuff, don't you? I mean, 
Well, yeah, there's the still no to, the data plans are not unlimited yeah. in the US. They yeah. are, but not in uh, not in the UK. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? By and the time you've downloaded well, not a in couple Europe. of albums, you're going to be up for a fair amount of cash. Yeah, beyond. Your, I was looking at your dodgy Skype phone idea. Because you still haven't been slammed for a bill for your data. No, no, it's great. Five pounds a month and you can do whatever you like. It's crazy. I mean, they are doing now, uh, but it's only 3G though. 3G. is only 3G. Yeah, yeah 3G. Is, you can get a 3G dongle now. Which is about... Uh, Seven pounds fifty a month. Free dongle. Wow, that's five right. Five gigs. So. That's not bad actually at all. Because I don't, I definitely wouldn't use five gigs. So mm. You'd that's be hard pressed to actually download five gigs every three. Yeah, but I mean, for an 18 month contract, it's not bad. So you're only paying a five yeah, quid a month for 18 months. That's great. Get it before the end of the week, folks. I mean, I, th- um, I think 3G, at least in the UK, you can really realistically get about 256 kilobits. Really? Uh, That's urban where you're sharing, presumably. Just I anywhere. presume. Like, just in general, I've done some tests and I, I really struggle to get anything more than the equivalent of 256 kilobits down that line. Yeah. I know, allegedly, it's like 3 megs or 7 Bites megs or, or something. Bits. Uh, 26 kilobits, yeah. Yeah, so not very good. At not really much. Not the 2.8 fire rate that everyone talks about. No, and uh, well, I guess uh, in, given that we're on mobile, we should probably talk about iPhone stuff. Yeah, so because you've had now had yours for two weeks. Yeah, so how, how big is yours compared with James? <laughs> phones, has a, we're talking here on phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to check. So James has a generation one iPhone. It does look fatter, but I think that's an illusion. Yeah, yours looks. Yours looks kind of thicker at the edge. Um, yeah, mine's kind of thinner at the edges, but they're about the same thickness. They were all mm. almost exactly the same size. Uh, and uh, yours doesn't have a GPS, but mine does. And aside from that... The mine's got a few more scratches on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can fix that. So this is the uh, the 3G iPhone, which um, I must confess, the user interface is absolutely beautiful. Like, it's a pleasure to use the actual... Uh, the way the graphics work and the way it responds to you. Um, but it, because it's doing so many things at the same time, every now and then it just doesn't respond to you. Like you press a something or other and it's just like... Have you got the latest yeah, like firmware, the 2.1? Yep, there? I've got the latest everything. Uh, and I did have some slight dramas when I actually connected up for the first time and uh, backup grabbed a ages. couple, did the backup thing and downloaded a few apps and the whole thing crashed and then refused to talk to anything and had to kind of reset the whole thing it and re-download need to be, the firmware. And, oh, right. It does need rebooting every now and again, I must say. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, apart care. from I've still got my dodgy... Not very sensitive screen bit, which makes sending text messages oh, yeah. a real pain. <laughs> you difficult. probably saw that text message I sent you earlier on. Was like, okay, can't yeah. he spell? Um, I get what he's talking about. But I think the app store is is really working. Um, yeah, the app store's great because uh, you know I bought probably ooh, half a dozen apps of different yeah. prices. Some, oh, probably no, more, more close to ten apps of very you know between free and I think yeah. most I paid was about five pounds, but. Um, there's some really good games and uh, some really useful utilities there that you can... No, there's, there are thousands and thousands of yes. things. That's, that's part of the, <laughs> the challenge. The problem is finding the this, this sort of thing that you want. Like, you know, if you yeah. wanted, actually wanted something to tell me about uh, mm. what was happening on the tube lines here in London, you know, is that under travel? Is it under business? Is it under... And then you could also download like, weather and find it's nothing to do with the UK at all. <laughs> I don't know. They don't, I mean, I remember getting some tide tables, a free uh-huh. tide table app. It's free, so it's not, right. too, not too bad. But then it doesn't... It says worldwide, but worldwide means all of North America. Mm, okay. <laughs> all, all of my world. <laughs> all of my little world. Um, sorry about that, Americans. Um, and I think a lot of people I've seen, they're, they're giving away the app for free right. initially for a limited period of time. So people download it. It gets high on the, the leaderboard. Right. And, I then, see. They, and then they, they put a fee up. onto it. Right. Because it seems that once you've got the app onto the app store, you can then change your metadata uh, right. pretty still... easily. Because a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, there were lots of bugs in the first one. 
the, the right. pictures here show the next release. And, they, and I have got a number of upgrades to the apps as yeah. well. So they are yeah, coming out. Um, so it, you know, it does seem to be not just flash in the pan, people. But there's an example you've got here of um, one guy, Steve Demeter, who has made a quarter of a million dollars um, from Trism, yeah, a which is a months. blatant copy of Bejeweled, I think. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> uh, so he's... Um, not do well. He's uh, made $250,000 in, in two months from having his app on yeah. iTunes. And obviously, it needs to get up the list. And, you know, when it's up the list, you go, oh, it must be good. And, you know, you get a few reviews and then everyone buys. It's one of those kind of circular things. So yeah. the really good ones or really popular ones do really well. And, you know, the millions yeah. of other ones that look exactly the same It's a shame you can't way. sort of gift, if you have a good app, you can't sort of gift it to me. But then I suppose I can just download it from my phone anyway. So you don't have to actually give it to me. It'd be nice if I could kind of tell yeah. you about it by some means. But I think the hot one I looked yesterday was... Um, Think of white noise with the train yeah, in the background. What, what there. Is that about? <laughs> well, a lot of people, and I, I met someone the other day who sleeps with the radio on and can't sleep without there being noise. And oh, I know oh, certainly I when I was in Asia, a lot of people, if we went for a conference somewhere and it was mm-hmm. quiet, couldn't mm-hmm. sleep because it was too quiet. Correct. Because they're used to having seeing, like, noise traffic. Around, right, so right. this one, you can select very, how long you want the noise to go on for, and you can select one of 20 different <laughs> background noises from waves <laughs> to washing machines yeah, okay, to cool, seagulls yeah, yeah. to whatever. Yep. And you just say go. And that's a paid for app. It's quite a big download because big quality audio yeah, samples. Yeah. So it's like 20 megs or something. Wow. Um, nice. Uh, I think... Um, <laughs> you'd have to put your ear very close to it to hear, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I think the only worry there would be the battery life, which, to be fair, I think my, uh, my least favourite characteristic of the iPhone is the fact that the batteries last about 10 minutes. And Did you charge it up properly when you got it? Or were you a bit oh, too yeah. eager beaver to get it out? You know? No, I did all the right things. And it's... Uh, no, you get a day out of it, maybe you get a day. Like, I charged it last night, and it's now halfway through its little battery life already. Can you already. switch 3G off? You can or switch 3G off, you can switch the Wi-Fi off, and the Bluetooth. And the push. And you can switch the whole thing off, and then... But you're getting your through, corporate mail. Does that get corporate mail and... Yes, this is corporate mail and Gmail pushed to the phone. Mm, so, uh, so, so... Could you change the check interval to be slower? Or I don't know. The FET, you know, when it's pushed, I don't think you can, but then... I guess it has to maintain that IP connectivity just so that it, in case it gets something pushed to it. So yeah, always got to keep, it probably does keep a floating IP address. I also heard this week that um, like 120 days until China runs out of IP addresses. Really? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so there could be, you know, whoever the the IP address monkey is there is going to hold them to ransom. So <laughs> no right. more IP addresses for China. You've had enough. <laughs> the last five. Yeah. Okay, there'll be one million dollars. <laughs> Another top-level domain you'd like to think so. Well, that's a good point. Like, mm. you know, every device on the planet now is now live connected to the internet. And that's phone, that's why IPv6 is, you know, hot, hot yeah. on the heels of IPv4. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, well, I think that kind of wraps us up for this week. Yeah, Podcast 91. Wow. Fantastic. And uh, we got a letter from the Queen soon. For the 100 <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> I, <think laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure, James. Yeah. And I hope... And uh, in, in this plush new uh, orifice. In, in my new orifice. Yeah, hope you have a great week and uh, look forward to you in episode 92. Indeed. So, goodbye from me, James. And bye from me. And cheers. Bye. Bye.